We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. For reasons part promotional and part charitable, Governor John Bell Edwards is declaring Monday, October 24, 2022, as Red Beans and Rice Day in the state of Louisiana. Camellia Red Beans and Cajun Country Rice the two Louisiana companies that have become synonymous with one of the most beloved dishes in the state, have pledged to share a portion of their sales to food banks with the goal of providing 100,000 meals to families in need. You can't argue against that, but in Louisiana, and especially around New Orleans, you really don't have to give folks more incentive to love red beans and rice. It's a long-standing tradition in New Orleans that households have red beans and rice on Mondays. How that tradition began is not set in stone, but the city's obsession with red beans and rice is. It's served at fancy restaurants with white tablecloths, but you'll also find it at corner stores where people eat red beans and rice out of styrofoam containers with plastic ware. After a disaster, you'll find red beans and rice being served to first responders, relief workers, and the people they're helping. It was the favorite dish of New Orleans native Louis Armstrong. He loved it so much that later in his life, he apparently signed all his letters, Red Beans and Ricely Yours. So what makes this dish so appealing, and why has it been a staple in almost every New Orleans home for nearly 200 years? I put those questions to people who cook and consume red beans and rice. One of them does it for a living. My name is Weston Banks. Um, I'm 51 years old, and I'm the chef at Joey K's. I met Chef West early one morning at Joey K's restaurant in the Garden District of New Orleans. He was prepping a massive pot of red beans. When I come in the morning, First thing I do is prep it up. Got the beans and all the seasoning in there with the um, ham base. So once we put all the seasoning in here, we bring the um, pot up into the front. That pot is more like a barrel. How many people do you think you can feed with that? Oh, um, maybe we get two um, 10 gallon buckets. So you can feed uh, maybe maybe 100 some people with this. This right here? Yes. So how many gallons is this right here, you think? Uh, I think this pot is uh, maybe maybe 50 gallons, maybe. I'm just going to call it a big old yeah, gallon. Yeah, big, yeah, it's a big, big, big pot. The restaurant needs a big pot. Joey Kays is consistently on various lists of best places to eat red beans and rice in New Orleans. It's like a gateway dish to the city. I think red beans rank the top, the number one on spot in New Why? Orleans. That's what I think. Why? Cause, hey, everybody love the red beans. Like, like when people come here, they either, you know, they want to know what we serving with our red beans. You know, we have different varieties of things they, that they can get. And there is a wide variety of things locals like with their red beans and rice. Usually, it's served with a side of smoked sausage. But why stop there? Barbecue ribs and red beans and rice with cornbread. Probably some collard greens on the side. Oh, man, you had a meal. I do the traditional smoked sausages. I like mine with fried chicken. Yeah, fried chicken. It, do, it goes well with that. Are you particular about the rice? Is there a certain brand that you have to have it, or is it just white rice? No, just white rice. Yeah, 
Some people like brown rice, you know, they like a um, sugar buster. So some people get brown rice, and you know, we have brown rice um, here too. So there's something weird about saying red beans and brown rice. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is really good with red beans? Fried pork chops, like as I'm a in. side. I'm in. You know. Or even like any anything fried, fried chicken breast, fried pork chops, you know. I heard a restaurant May- serves it with a hamburger patty. That, oh, it might even be like a hamburger steak. Yeah, yeah that would be pretty good too. <laughs> Jaslyn lives in St. Bernard Parish, and like most people from Louisiana, her introduction to red beans and rice came at an early age. One of my first probably meals was red beans and rice. I used to like to eat red beans and rice for breakfast (laughs) when I was a kid. My grandma, she would cook a big old pot of red beans uh, on Thursday and separate them in little bowls and put them in the freezer. And on Fridays, I would go by her house every weekend. And I would just say, uh, Monty, get me my um my red beans, and she would have little bowls for me to have for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Two leading theories about the arrival of red kidney beans in New Orleans trace them back to West African slaves or to refugees of the Haitian Revolution in the 1790s. No one can really pinpoint when New Orleans-style red beans and rice came to be, but by the 1800s. Some Creole cookbooks described recipes for red beans and rice that are practically identical to how they're prepared today. Throughout the long and ambiguous history of red beans and rice in Louisiana, women, especially grandmothers, are prominent figures. In fact, the current campaign promoting red beans and rice on Mondays calls it a, quote, grandmother-approved recipe. Of course, there are a lot of grandmothers, and that makes for a lot of recipes. Here's Chef Wes. My mom and my grandma, they always put the pickle meat in their beans, you know. They'll, they'll boil their pickle meat first and then add it after, the, you know, you drain it because it's salty. So they'll add that after they boil it and put it in the beans. My grandmother was very traditional, and every Monday she would cook our red beans and rice with some either fried chicken or baked chicken. Shalane is from the Gentilly area of New Orleans. Not only did her grandmother teach her what goes into a good pot of red beans, she also explained why they had red beans and rice every Monday. My grandmother used to say it was after Sabbath day, where you, and that was when you cook a big meal and then you rest. You really wasn't supposed to work that day, but you clean your house and then you cook a big meal. And the next day would be red beans and rice. And that, that in particular was enough to feed a big family and it's slow cooking. And the families to get together, wash clothes, or mingle, and do whatever you have to do and get ready for work. There's no official or definitive explanation as to why New Orleans families designated Mondays as a day for red beans and rice. But the companies that have built their reputations around the dish have all mentioned that way back in the day, Monday was considered laundry day in New Orleans. Red beans and rice provided the cook of the household a relatively easy meal to prepare. They would toss ham hock bones, sausage, and other bits of leftover meat in a pot with red beans. While laundry and other chores were being handled, the red beans would cook, without a lot of hands-on attention required. Once they were done, the red beans would be served with white rice. Since the 1800s, though, cooks at home and in restaurants have developed their own methods. Shalane has a way to make red beans extra creamy. Some people, they just 
seems like they throw anything in it and call red beans and then it don't be creamy. That's the biggest thing about red beans, knowing how to cream them. So what's the secret, Shaylee? <laughs> Slow cooking and butter. And butter? Mm-hmm. You know, you're revealing the secret now. Mm, but you don't know you don't know when to put the butter in. <laughs> Oh, so you're holding information. Your teas. Your teas. You can make it sweet. You can make it spicy. It's the way you want it. I met Maurice while he was on a cigarette break at City Park. He told me that before any cooking takes place, some prep is necessary for the red beans. You can soak them overnight. In the morning, when you put it on, that makes the bean, like, you know, take it from hard to soft. And the creaminess in it, oh man, with some rice, you got me one bean. <laughs> nah. That wasn't my intention, man. <laughs> Back at Joey K's restaurant, Chef Wes said you don't need to soak the beans overnight. Here's how he approaches red beans. First thing we do is we get our season, chop all our season, the Trinity season, like bell pepper, onion, celery, and we um, put that in the pot with the, the beans, then we add the water. So once we put the water in with the beans, we'll let that start cooking on the fire. And once that start cooking, coming to a burl, we'll add all your spices, like your black pepper, your onion powder, garlic powder, and whatever you want to put in there. Like we put ham beets and ours, you know. And once that start cooking, then we add our, the last thing we're going to add is our smoke sauces. We do that last so the smoke sauce won't get too soft and, you know, break up in your and the beans. Do you soak the beans overnight? I, I know some people always... No, we don't, we don't soak ours. You don't, you don't mess with that? You no. Just you just put it in? Yeah. When you soak them, it's kind of like you want to cook them faster, but then, you know, you're probably losing some of your flavors, but some people don't use that water. Chef West put it all in motion in the kitchen, and while he doesn't pre-soak the red beans, he does need a good amount of water. And I put, I fill it up like to this, um, to this knob. So do you measure the stuff out, or do you just kind of do it by memory? You just kind of. I memorize, memorize. Once I let it come up, then I turn the fire on, and I add my trinity once um, I cut the fire on. Next, he grabs bags of the trinity and sausage. Two bags of bell pepper and two bags of onion. He then picks up what looks like a canoe paddle to stir everything in the pot. The red beans and rice at Joey K's is so popular, they serve it all week, not just on Mondays. As far as Chef Wes is concerned, there's no hard and fast rules to red beans and rice. It's not a um, right or wrong way. It depends on how you, how you want to cook it. It's not a wrong way. As long as it tastes great, huh? Yeah, yeah. There's an ease and accessibility to red beans and rice. From what my grandmother told me, it was a poor man's meal. You know, this is very inexpensive, and you could feed, because she had a big family. And you could feed a big family, like you could get $3 of meat, and a pack of beans back then was just like 60 cents. So that's why it was so big for us. Red beans and rice has been such a big part of Shalane's life that when she had to evacuate to Florida for hurricanes, 
it pained her that she couldn't find Camellia red beans. So Katrina, I stayed down there for a long time, and it was, I had to ride around a long time before I find Camellia beans. I didn't even cook the other beans. <laughs> you refuse? Refuse, because just don't taste the same. It was real cheap to make. Easy. The whole family loved it. The kids weren't too picky about it. You know, it just, I think that's why they made it a thing. Now a mother herself. We have four kids. I have two stepchildren and my two children. Jaslyn appreciates what red beans and rice can bring to her own family. Considering how much food prices have gone up since the pandemic, red beans and rice remains relatively affordable. I mean, groceries definitely have went up. You know, and for someone who has such a large family like myself, red beans are definitely <laughs> keep us all fed. Like so many other aspects of life in Louisiana, traditions are maintained and then passed on to the next generation. Oh, they love it. They love it all the time. They want me to cook it even not on Monday. <laughs> but my son did say, he was like, why does it always take so long to make? I said because the longer it takes to make, the better it is. And when it comes to red beans and rice, it pays to listen very closely to mom and grandma. In New Orleans, I'm Tom Trung for WWL Radio.